Money FM 89.3, Best of the Evening Runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3, good afternoon. It is the Evening Runway. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Why It Matters. Sphere of Influence. That's what we're talking about. The most glamorous and charismatic among us have always influenced how others aspire to live, including the products that people buy to support their lifestyle dreams. But only recently, with the advent of social media, has influencing people become an actual job. Although influencer marketing is not a new concept within the industry, it has become widely popular in the past few years. Now, as the wall around us becomes more technologically advanced, influencer marketing has made its way to the forefront and companies are devoting more time and effort to the tactic than ever before. But how big is the power of influence here in Southeast Asia and here in Singapore? Well, on the line with me is Anton Gross, who is General Manager, Southeast Asia and India for Impact.com. Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, good afternoon. Very well, thank you. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for taking the time. Let's uh, talk about Impact.com, the leading influencer and affiliate partnership management platform. Tell us a little bit about the services that you guys provide. Yeah, essentially, it's a technology which allows you to manage at scale any sort of partnership and in that instance, influencer. So you can manage, you know, meaning it would be about, you know, discover your influencer, contract with influencer, track the performance of your influencer, report the performance, eventually pay out your influencers. Everything managed through one platform. It sounds very nice and integrated. Uh, Give us a quick take on the influencer marketing landscape here in Singapore. Yeah, we just published, you know, a report around that and there's few elements that we realized is like, so as you mentioned in your introduction, influencer is getting bigger and bigger. So one interesting thing is what we noticed, like half of the population in Singapore follow actually influencer recommendation. It's just interesting because 49% in Singapore compared to 56% in Southeast Asia. But what is more interesting, I would say, even for Singapore is like, Singapore is influenced by a mix of local, Western, and Chinese stars. So, you know, from lipstick sting all the way to Jack and Chan or even Taylor Swift, where in every other Southeast Asian country will be much more local influencer. So that's one thing we realized. Another thing also, which is very interesting, like typically in the influencer space, We've always been told that brands need to engage with nano and micro-influencer because of the engagement rate and also the content, which is supposed to be more authentic. But in, in Singapore, especially in Southeast Asia, generally speaking, people love mega-influencer more than, you know, more than anything else. So that was something, you know, kind of interesting or even what I can share also is like what is, is in the region, every market has um, followed different social network. Yeah. So again, Singapore would be very much on Facebook, where in Indonesia it's going to be YouTube and Instagram or even TikTok. Interesting. You mentioned Singapore is uh, more on Facebook. Do you see that shift following um, other influences where, where Instagram is concerned? I know that there's some mega influencers who are able to drive content via Instagram onto long form content on YouTube. Yeah, that's correct. Is Singapore following that shift? 
So I would say, you know, when it comes to Facebook, it's essentially the best way to follow friends and family, but okay. also influencers and celebrities. But what we see now in Singapore is more and more actually now is, is uh, essentially YouTube is getting more and more traction, followed by TikTok. So I would say it's because, you know, the population in Singapore is slightly more age, you know, slightly more, uh, slightly older compared to the rest of the region. And Facebook was, you know, more for, unfortunately, you know, uh, people like you and me, like the <laughs> older guy, not for the younger generation. The younger generation are more on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. I see you did some research on my age, my friend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but you guys collaborated with Cube Asia on the e-commerce influencer marketing in Southeast Asia report. This looks very interesting. Tell us a little bit more about the report and what was the aim here? So really, I would say the background of this research was, okay, when it comes to anything influencer in the world, it's always about US, sometimes a bit of Europe or even China. But there's nothing, you know, about Southeast Asia itself. So we really wanted to deep dive to understand what, you know, Southeast Asia is about and how influencers play a role there. And it really, you know, the initial conversation was really about that. That's interesting. What were some key insights from that conversation? So I would say number one is consumer um, trust influencer. Ah. Really like this is really a big, big, big thing. So in Southeast Asia, 90% of, um, you know, Asian online shopper, you know, follow influencer online, but 80% of them have previously purchased a product because, you know, they follow a recommendation. That's one thing. Also, again, as I mentioned earlier, um, you realize that every country is extremely different. And so if you want to go into, if you want to do influencer marketing in one market, you can't apply the same playbook for, for the other market. Every, you know, market will be, will be very, very different. Also, again, top influencer, all greater recommendation power than anybody else. Yeah. And one final thing I would say is live streaming is something very unique, um, not unique, I would say unique to Asia okay. first, okay. but initially was from China and now it's coming in Southeast Asia. Antoine, I'm curious, I like how you mentioned there's trust and I just want to bring back to some earlier points you thought about how Singapore loves mega influencers, but we also see this trend of uh, nano and micro influencers. Do you have any thoughts on companies or brands, what they should take note of and, and how things can be well done when they work with these influencers, regardless of the range, mega, nano or micro influencers? Yeah, that's a very good question. In my opinion, what really is important is to, to bear in mind that you deal with people. And when you deal with people, there's an element of a relationship which needs to be, you know, which, which matter here. What does that mean? That your influencer, they have, you know, an audience and they engage with the audience on a regular basis. That's the same for you as a brand when you engage with your influencer. Regarding of the type of influencer, you need to have clear line of communication okay. with them. You know, what are the expectations? How you want to work with them? Essentially, you need to build long-lasting relationship because that's how you deal with people. So I think that's one of the things where people sometimes have a very transactional way of dealing with influencer, okay. where in our opinion, they should you know, build and nurture the relationship. 
It's also a business, right? Because a lot of the times you have these companies come out and say, okay, we can offer you a free stay at whatever hotel, but the money you get paid for the production value of saying, you know, renting equipment or even putting a video together, that monetary amount comes in very small. Antoine, any thoughts on how, you know, we can approach this the right way, how the term influencer marketing program can be better managed as a B2B? Yeah. What you mentioned here, I think it comes to, to, to one key element, which is, I would say, tracking, measuring, measurement. Because okay. whatever, whatever you want to measure, okay. manage, you need to measure it. Okay. So I think that's really what is important there. And to establish the monetary value, then what is important here is to understand the role of your influencer. Because... Your influencer not only helps you to drive sales, so as you mentioned, you know, to say, hey, you know, you can promote because you have a contract with them, but eventually you need to understand what this brings to your business. Is it introduced to some new people okay. or they help to drive more traffic on the website or eventually more booking? So mm. to your question, I would say what, what really is important is to measure Measure. All right. We're going to measure. Are you able to measure or predict uh, any trends in this space over the next few years? Yeah, I think obviously, you know, when it comes to prediction, the role, I mean, the, the game is actually to, to get it wrong. But anyway, you know, I can try to what I feel about it. Sure. Um, I think one of the, the thing is like, again, the influencer space will get bigger and bigger. And, and the main reason for that is just like, you know, People just don't like advertising anymore. If you think about it, you watch a YouTube ad, you, you know, you watch a YouTube video, you got an ad, we all, you know, yes. click the button, skip ad. Yes. So, and if you think about the rise of, you know, the Spotify premium, the YouTube premium and so on and so on, or even just ad blocker, you mm-hmm. know that more than 50 pe- 50% of the younger generation in Southeast Asia, they use an ad blocker. What does it tell us really? Like, we don't want to be disturbed, yeah. you know, during our, our browsing experience. So, what I'm saying by that is like, I think that influencer marketing is going to play a bigger role. And now, as of now, we know that already influencers contribute to 18 to 20% of your e-commerce, yeah. you know, revenue. So I think it's going to go even, you know, um, it's going to be, become bigger and bigger. There's one thing. Another trend that I, I believe is we can expect more sort of regulation around influencer who failed to disclose, you know, yeah. paid partnership, yeah, yeah. make false claims, yeah. use fake review, all these things. So this is what I expect also. It's a huge opportunity for the nano influencers, if you think about it, because of the authentic audience that they provide. That's correct. So I would say that um, what is cool also with uh, micro and nano influencer is like they can help you to, you can get frequency because um, you can board so many, you know, different sort of influencer that eventually they're going to help you to put your brand out there. Mm. And what we need to realize is we are in a world where actually we don't get the content based on the people we follow, yeah. but based on the content that we like because algorithms dictate whatever we want to consume. So more you engage with different sort of influencer, regardless of, you know, mega, micro, whatever, what you want eventually is you want the content to break through. Mm-hmm. So bigger the scale is and more chance you will have, uh, you know, to get like the algorithm to pick up the content of one of influencer and to put it in front of your cluster, uh, of your, you know, your audience. This is what you want. I appreciate you sharing your thoughts today. I've been speaking with Anton Gross, who is General Manager of Southeast Asia and India for Impact.com. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. 
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.